Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yo. What's happening, Keith? How are you, dude? Hey, man. How you doing? Good. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm. I'm all right, man. What's uh, What's new then? What's cracking over there? What's happening? Have I lost you? Yeah. Give me one sec. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna call you back. Let's figure around with the Wi-Fi. It's on. Let's try that again. There we go. Loud and clear. There we are. Love it. Yeah. So yes. you're you're on lo- you're on lockdown. Um I imagine yeah. it's actually in a way quite nice getting to spend some quality time <laughs> yeah, you know, you, with the ladies in your all, life. Yeah, all you, when you're on tour all, all you do is think about like, you know, oh man, I miss home, I want to be with my family and then it happens, you're like, Fuck, I gotta get back on tour. <laughs> <laughs> the grass is always greener, right? So you didn't have any shows confirmed for the, you know, the the near future, did you? You haven't yet had to reschedule or postpone or mess around no, with any dates. Not really. We were we were playing some like one offs um, because we got invited to play Chicago and we, we we love Chicago. So we're like, well, if we're gonna play Chicago, let's just play like two shows uh, back towards um, the. Uh, code orange record release show in pittsburgh that we were supposed to do right so we filled in those dates and then uh we played chicago and as as like the night's going on things are getting like really you know like the media and everyone in uh online is like this is actually getting really bad and they're starting to shut people down and shut shows down and shut businesses down 
And so they're like, fuck, uh, all right, well, we'll just go on according to plan and just see what happens. So literally as we pulled into the city of Detroit, their mayor uh, canceled all um, gatherings of over 250 people. So the promoter pulled the plug on that and we just, we drove home. It's crazy how quickly things escalated, isn't it? Because I was in Edinburgh in Scotland with my mum, dad and sister on the, I think the 3rd, 4th and 5th of March, the weekend before my birthday. And that weekend was the, the rugby Six Nations like championship. So there was Scotland versus France playing. And there must have been something like 20,000 French people in Edinburgh that day for the game. Uh, yeah. And then within like a week, it's like, right, the world's locking down. Like that's how quickly, like on the flip of a dime, the world yeah. changed. Yeah, it's... um. I mean, it's 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 unprecedented. Nobody nobody knows what's going on. I mean, luckily, um, my wife is able to, to work from home. She's a graphic designer, so um, she she still got work to do. Um, you know, but my kids' daycare is shut down, so I have a four year old daughter um, who needs to be entertained pretty much twenty three hours out of a twenty four hour day. <laughs> it's, uh, that's my job. That's so you're full time daddy daycare for the foreseeable I have, future. Full time daddy daycare. I love it. Let's backtrack real quick. How was the Every Time I Die Christmas shows that you did? I don't think I've spoken to you properly since then. Yeah, no, they were, um, they're just the best. I mean, it's... How how many years have you been doing them now? So we've kind of, we've been doing them for about 10 years, but they've always been sort of unofficial, like... One year we played like a, uh, this old like sort of DIY venue, and then another year, more recently, we did like uh, an afternoon and a late show two days in a row. So we've kind of always done something on the holidays because we know all our friends and family are back in town, so it's good to kind of get together. But that's really who it started off being for. Was it like, well, we we just know everyone in Buffalo's here, so let's like use this as an excuse to have like a holiday party sort of thing. Um, but then people started like flying over for it and like traveling for it. And we're like, we can't keep putting these kids that are traveling in this cramped venue, you know, yeah, yeah. got to kind of expand a little bit. So, you know, as sort of, uh, you know, I don't know what was the cause and what was the effect, but venue started growing and, uh, more people started showing interest in, in coming into town. So eventually we're literally at the biggest venue you can book unless you're going to like the hockey arena. So we did two, we, then we did one night there and then it was, that was even like, there were still people that couldn't get tickets. We're like, fuck, we had two nights here, which is awesome. But it's just like, it's grown so massively. So it's a, uh, it's very stressful for us, you know, cause we're just, you know, we're a fucking hardcore punk band like we've we've done all the shit ourselves our whole lives so you're putting on your own festival essentially yeah 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 pretty much we're putting on our own festival now so there's so many working parts to it that um it is stressful but it went off as far as i'm concerned without a hitch you know there's definitely improvements to be made but everyone had a great time i don't i don't believe there were any serious pit injuries and that's kind of always my concern um all the bands made it in and out of town on time so like that was that was great. We were extremely excited. We're just going to find a way to make it even better next year. Amazing. Well, dude, if you ever need a DJ to spin tunes between the bands... Oh, my God, that's a great idea. Give me a holler. Okay, the perf- a the perfect yes, excuse for me to come idea. and visit the East Coast of the States. Oh. I've never been. Absolutely. That is a great idea. Rock, okay, rock gonna, and roll, I'm dude. Send that to the, uh, to the band thread. <laughs> I love it. And you introduced wrestling into the mix last year as well, didn't you? I don't know how Andy does it. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, to, to, just to wrestle and, and, and then play a show is just superhuman. But, like, now that he's got the contract with AEW Wrestling, which is, like, 
pretty much what uh, ECW was to WWF. I don't know if this, this makes sense, this, this analogy over there, but like there was one big wrestling federation. It was a worldwide wrestling federation, WWF, and then someone decided that like well they couldn't really have a monopoly over wrestling so they started like the secondary uh someone else started the secondary wrestling sort of league and then that kind of blew up because it seemed more like real and uh like gritty and raw yeah yeah so then that became the biggest thing and now this one is kind of coming in under that to be like well we're going to provide an alternative now that's even more real than that was and Andy was like literally leaving this. We were recording just this last uh, in February. Andy was leaving the studio, flying to wrestling. We would watch him on TV, and then the next morning he would walk back in the studio. Like he was just running himself rampant. So it's uh, it's a big deal now. Dude's a machine. Well, listen, mate. Let's break for the first of your five song playlist to the end of the world, uh, uh, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the new record if that's all right. Oh yeah. Um, the first track I love. I mean, I love every song that you've picked. It's a real kind of a surprising selection. Some people might yeah. find, but uh, the first track is by I think the best new wave band ever, um, the Cars and Drive. What does this song mean to you, Keith? Um, it's it's really more of like less. Uh, I'm sorry. It's it's less of like what it what it means and more just like the the vibe it has. And I feel you. It's just the most perfect, like, real, like serene, um, but, like, alive sound that they've ever, in my opinion, that one of the song, only songs I know that can really do that, that just puts me, I, I don't know what it is, I, I honestly don't, he was, a, you know, Rico Kasich was a, was a master, but the, the mood that that puts me in is kind of the mood I want to be in if the world around me is ending. Uh, just like, you know what, this is fine, this is, everything's fine, I got this song, I'm, I'm smiling.
Um, is the record wrapped? Is it done? Is it finished? Yep, yep, all done. All done. Songs tracked. I um, love it. Yeah, we haven't heard any mixes yet because Will Putney, who uh, produced it, uh, has been on quarantine. So unfortunately, he can't get to his studio as often as he wants. But um, uh, yeah, 16 songs tracked, and we know that we have to cut some. Uh, and honestly, we are we have no idea which even one song would be the first on the chopping block. So. We're trying to like talk about is there any way to just put 16 songs on a record like does would anybody listen to a 16 song record i don't know so we're really like we're just so happy with it that we don't want anything to be uh you know uh, considered a b-side well that's a great problem to have right there <laughs> yeah it is yeah um it's obviously the age-old question whenever there's a new album on the horizon but what can you tell us if anything about perhaps sounds or themes or you know how's it how's it the same how's it different what can we expect um, so I, I, I didn't really realize this until we started writing this record, but, um, low teens was, was very, um, personal to me. And it, it you know, it was, I was going through a lot of shit and I was going through a very dark time and I'm extremely proud of low teens. I think it was some of the most like, you know, some of the rawest stuff that every time I die had ever done. But I started realizing that like the, the if it, there's one thing that it, it lacks, it's, it's fun. It, the album, nothing in the lyrical content is fun. And I started like exploring that thought. And I was like, you know what? That kind of just stepping out of myself and looking at, at, at an every time I die career that has sort of had, had fun with everything they've ever done. And then all of a sudden this really, really dark spot comes into the, into the catalog. And, um, I mean, it was necessary. I, I couldn't get even get out of that headspace if I wanted to, but, I, I almost I started feeling bad that like my personal s- despair sort of hijacked and every time I die record you know what I mean because that's like it was so personal to me that when, 
when I read reviews about it, that's the first thing that's mentioned is what I was going through yeah. and what my family was going through. And it's like, man, these guys worked so fucking hard on it. And they didn't, they didn't know this was going to happen to me. You know, they, they might've thought that these songs were fun. Uh, and I ended up just, just fucking lacing them with like, you know, bleak lyrics. stuff. um, well, I that's just, what we got into at the live Q&A that we did, didn't we? And if people don't yeah. know, I guess the approach that you guys take to... Is it all your records? Am I right in saying that? Is yeah, they do yeah, all yeah. the music yeah. first. The, yeah. the songs are kind of finished bar the vocals, and then you're presented with the tracks to then do your thing with it, right? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, these guys are sending me songs, and I, you know, maybe like having something in mind that they would like to be fun that's going on, but... They're also sending them to me while I'm literally in the hospital with my family. So, like, I'm not in any place to have fun. So, I, uh, I now, you know, now everyone's healthy and happy, and uh, I just wanted to bring back that, that fun element. And I think that I'm just in the right spot in my life where it was very easy. And I don't know, it's just a great time. It just feels like a really, really celebratory album, which is strange considering we're all in mandatory quarantine. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully by the time it comes out, we'll be out as well. I hope so. I really do. I mean, that's, I guess if there's a, uh, you, it, you have to kind of look for small blessings. So the fact that like, hopefully this will all go away soon and uh, the world is going to be hungry for, to be entertained, you know, so um, hopefully we can provide that for them. I was chatting to Jesse Leach the other day about this. Imagine how crazy the shows are going to be once they start happening again, you know, because people it's have just gonna, been cooped yeah. up. It, it's going to be an absolute like rebirth of, of hardcore shows i mean like it was one that it was the first kind of music the first time that people had heard this kind of music you know i, I truly believe that like this is going to almost wipe everyone's memory of what things used to be like i hope uh for the sake of us uh, destroying our government and uh, putting all our legislators in guillotines so i hope we do that first and then we go to hardcore shows <laughs> and obviously you know give the planet a chance to breathe which it seems to yeah. be doing and get all of us to slow down and and humble ourselves and there are a lot of positives within this maelstrom of chaos aren't there absolutely i mean it's it's it really like i i I think i said this in a tweet the other day but like this is this this is putting a glaring light on all of the failures in 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 the governments around the world and hopefully 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 people realize like how much they've been taken advantage of and how just ruthless um you know billionaires are and that these people are not protected by their governments whatsoever i mean maybe in, i know in germany they're doing tests really fast but at least in america like we're not our government doesn't give a fuck about us so i hope that as soon as we are able to open our doors we kind of go out with uh, with a vengeance and and really start changing things fucking a man uh second song is the bangles eternal <laughs> flame i love yeah. it yeah so this this one is just it's also kind of like a vibe song. I mean, it takes me back to like the, the days when I was like ten years old and, and roller skating and holding hands with a girl that you know made me nervous. But like I just, <laughs> sweaty palms, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just awkwardly holding hands, like <laughs> your full arm length away from each other. But it's also sort of a vibe song. But the, the lyrics are just so fucking creepy. I mean, it's obviously a stalker that the love is not reciprocated. Um, but to to convey that message in such a beautiful way i love that contrast so that's definitely in my hall of fame songs for sure you're a real kid of the 80s aren't you like me a decade oh, so God. bright you had to wear sunglasses <laughs> indoors time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when, yeah so when the world's ending i would like to uh, be able to at least think back upon simpler times when i was roller skating with a, with a girl in, in seventh grade 
So aside from full-time parental duty, what are you up to at the moment to stay sane, keep productive, also, I guess, hustle and income? Um, yeah. What have you got cooking? Really yeah, I've had, you know, you got to get creative. And exactly, you gotta yeah. Get, you got to get 
you got to swallow a lot of your pride. So I was, uh, I was messaged by that. I don't. Do you guys have this cameo over there? This app? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm aware of that. So you can yeah. basically record video messages for people. And they right. give you like $20 or whatever it is, and you do them like yeah. a, a little ident for their mate for their birthday or something like that, right? Yeah, so I, I had been contacted by them a while ago, and I was just like, no, like, I, I don't need, this is like a vanity project. Like, I, I don't need that. I mean, I, I don't want to charge people to say hello to me, like, or for me to say hello to them, because after our shows, you can you can find me. Like, if you really like every time I, I'm there, you can find me and say hi to me in real life, and I'm not going to take your money to say hi to you. Um but now we, no one can really, you know, no one can interact. So I was like, you know what, this, I do see the benefits of something like this because the, these days are getting dark and people are getting bored. And, it, it, you know, if, if there's anything I can do to like get to them to say hello and, it, and they enjoy it and they choose to ask me to do that, then uh, I, I'll be there for them. So, yeah, I've been doing that um, and uh, gaming on my Twitch stream. Oh. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to have a bit of playtime as well, right? A bit of keep time. Yeah bit of downtime well that's why i've started doing these radio shows every day is i'm in the same boat like i can't get out and dj you know there's no companies that want to sponsor podcasts at the moment because the purse strings are tight so i'm doing these daily apocalypse shows and then everybody's listening to them via my patreon page which they sign up to just for a dollar that unlocks all the you know quote unquote content i hate the word but that unlocks all of that on there and then you know it allows me to kind of basically just call up my buddies like you from my house to yours, have a chat, listen to some tunes, and everybody listening then feels hopefully less alone as well. Like, oh, we're right. all in the same boat. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, it's amazing. And and the the thing about the situation that we're this global pandemic is that people that were considered entertainers before the shutdown are now, you know, they're kind of having to find new ways to entertain. So you're like, this is kind of like really where we go to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man you really have to keep people entertained they need it they can't go out of the house so like let's go to them now you know they've been coming to us for so long let's find ways to go to them and it's really you know everyone's kind of stepping up and, and doing their part so it's it's really great to see like how my friends in bands that have no income if they're not touring are, are finding ways to stay in touch with people i guess and every time i die stage at gig might be a bit of a difficult thing to uh to set up and capture right has that been spoken about at all kind of different ways of you know connecting with the crowd in a live sense yeah we we talked about um you know right when it started and and when code orange had to cancel their record release show and they told us that they were going to be doing this thing online we're like that's a great idea i don't think you know none of us at that time thought it would get to that where that would be something we had to do and and we thought that if we did have to do it sure it would be easy and we'd love to do it but now that everything is really, really shut down, I, we can't even get to each other. You know, like Jordan's in Arizona, um, our drummer's in Baltimore, like, you know, so it's going to be really hard, but we're trying to come up with new ways. I was just talking to Jordan today about um, maybe each one of us takes over our Instagram uh, every day and does like a day in the quarantine life of. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen that yet. I've noticed a lot of people doing like joint Q&As, so from different projects or bands teaming up, but I haven't seen like a pro... The only one who's actually doing it, and he's doing it amazingly well, is Miley Cyrus. I said this the other day on another one of the shows. She's basically rocking like a proper daily chat show from her house with like the biggest guests in the world. Um, Even like the production value on it is like, you know, Conan O'Brien levels. It's actually really fun. That's great. I mean, that's kind of what what my uh, Twitch stream is. It's basically just like an ask me anything while I play video games. And I got, you know, I, I spent a lot of time setting it up. So 
uh, and it's free. You know, people want to come, they, they can donate or subscribe if they want to, but it's basically, you know, get in the chat and just ask questions and I'll, I'll answer them while I'm sitting there playing video games. And then I can have other, like Andy Hurley from the damn things of follow up boy is going to come on this week and we're going to play together. And I was talking to Brendan Urie about coming in and playing together. So, you know, uh, I, it's kind of my way of having guests, you know, to all do something. Hustling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, track number three, the beast, Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Meet me halfway. <laughs> Tell me about Kenny, your history with him. When did you first hear a Kenny Loggins track? Would it have been Footloose? I, I, I think it was um, just the, the, I think it was in Top Gun, which as a kid was just one of my favorite movies. And it, it actually made me want to be a fighter pilot when I was little. And so much so <laughs> that I actually like looked into being a fighter pilot because my family had a friend who was a fighter pilot and I like wanted to follow in his footsteps. So Amazing. Um, Get all your mates yeah. to start calling you Goose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we already got a goose in the band, so I'll have to be Maverick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I've always, uh, you know, just that song kind of represent that movie, which I loved. So then I kind of got into his whole catalog. My parents are big music fans, so, you know, they had kind of a lot of stuff. But so, and, and as I grew up, I'd never lost that, that love for him. So just recently, uh, like two years ago, he played in Canada, and my wife and I went and got like the vip package i got to meet him i have a picture with me and him in my bedroom right now so um, good then that song is just i think that's his best song absolutely meet me halfway here we go yeah in a
So I've got to thank you, dude. I had a great meeting with uh, Tyson over at Rarebird. He was in London. Uh, he was over for like a book kind of event, I think, but that got shut down. It got cancelled because of everything that was going on. But we got to have a meeting and he kind of threw this idea on the table of doing a podcast book. So I've literally, just before I called you, sent him like a big email with some of my thoughts and ideas for it. And um, I'll keep you posted with with how yeah, it goes. But but thank you, best. dude. I They're gather the you're the man that had kind of set the uh, the meeting in motion. Good. I'm happy to do it. They uh, they are an incredible team. Uh, they they look out for all of their artists, and I mean, just kind of coming. He, you know, he has a punk rock background, so he understands the work ethic. Um, but yeah, it all gels perfectly. So I, I hope that works out. I'm sure it will. It's going to be awesome. Well, they've got Sean Penn on their books as well. Yeah. And yeah, he was like, I mean, maybe like we could that, set dude. up a podcast with you and Sean. I was like, are you fucking oh, shitting me? He's like my favorite <laughs> actor of all time. I was like, please yeah, make yeah, that happen. Let's do it. Let's he said he'd be keen. He was like, I reckon you and Sean would get along. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, they do like a bunch of outsider stuff that you wouldn't think would would uh, sort of uh, be appropriate in, in, in written literature, but they do it. And the people they find are... You know, they have things to offer. And, and it turns out they're also, like, they don't just have a good story to tell. They know how to tell it, too. And That's the key, Rare isn't Bird, it? Yeah, Rare Bird has a, a, a preternatural gift for finding those kind of people. So it's awesome. I've just seen they're going to be bringing out a book uh, by Flacker from Ramstein. That's going to be their latest release. I think they're doing pre-orders oh, for yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's... What a character so, that dude is. Uh, yeah right like that's just some of that somebody you look at and you're like i don't know anything about this guy i need to know like what makes him fucking go and so very <laughs> gonna, gonna let us know what are you um kind of saying about the the book evolution of your career are you going to be looking to do a number three yeah i i think i'll be constantly looking for ideas for you know my entire life um i i, I love the writing process i you know kind of now i I, I, when everything started shutting down, I was like, yo, you know what, this is going to be great because I'm going to have a lot of time to write. But I think I really just kind of need to, to chill out and like let ideas come to me for a little bit because with the, the output of, you know, it was like, it was Watch and then it was a Damn Things record and then it wasn't Every Time I Die record, you know what I mean? So like I've been kind of going so hard for the past few years that I need to just like let my let my brain recharge a little bit and just focus on hanging out with my kid. But yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely going to write another book for sure. And what does your kid like to do during the day? How does a four-year-old pass the time cooped up indoors? For all the parents out there listening, like what do you, what do you do to keep them sort of happy and <laughs> you know content? I literally just said to my wife Lindsay today that we've been throwing birthday parties for my daughter's stuffed animals. <laughs> Amazing. I was like, like what? Well, so today was her bunny's birthday, and I was like, okay, I think this is officially our descent into madness like this is what <laughs> me and my wife and my daughter are singing happy birthday to a little bunny with a, a birthday party hat on and i'm like this is fucking crazy <laughs> but like that's what and then i said you know like the things that adults consider crazy uh are exactly what kids love yeah you know what i mean so it's like the more that we just embrace that insanity that's the world is causing us to to have right now like that that's going to be huge for our kids you know so it's a time to just adapt to them instead of the other way around I don't have kids myself, but that seems to be the case. That's what I've heard is like, I guess you hit a certain age, right? And then you train your brain to stop playing and stop imagining. And, you know, that's obviously when you're creative, you keep that side of the brain alive. But a lot of people 
give up on hobbies and you know drawing and singing and things yeah. like this totally totally and that's uh, and that's kind of bringing it back is like, like i need to play more not I, I don't need to i don't need to work right now now i need to play because play informs work you know not the other way around so i'm just gonna just gonna enjoy uh having birthday parties for for stuffed animals for a while i love <laughs> see it see what book comes out of that <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could write a children's book maybe that could be next you've got all I the inspiration would, right in front of oh, you oh my god that's i would love to do that i would absolutely love to do that that is definitely not off the table for me if if, if I could choose what kind of book my next one would be, it would be a kid's book for sure. I think Greg from The Bouncing Souls and his wife do kids yeah. do kids books, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's uh, Kenny Loggins did a kid's book, by the way. And, uh, there you I go. Oh, yeah, it's possible. I was watching a show on the iPlayer over here in the UK the other day. Um, have you ever seen it? It's called Inside Number Nine. No. So no, I've never seen it. It's by these two guys who were the creative masterminds behind uh, The League of Gentlemen, which is a really famous okay. yep. English yep. sitcom, well, sketch show, sorry. Uh, and then they also did another show called Psychoville. And then this is their third kind of like franchise. And every episode is a completely different scenario, storyline, characters. The only running thread is it takes place inside a building, which is number yeah. nine. And the episode that they played the other night was like this silent episode, so there's barely any dialogue in the whole thing. It's all slapstick, kind of old-school humor. And there's a moment in it where the song that we're going to play next comes on. And the thing with this song is it's a bit like Etta James at last in the sense that because it's so perfect and because it's been used so much in movies and commercials and things like this, it's almost kind of wrongly attained this cheesy status because it is so ubiquitous but actually this song harry nilsson without you is one of the most like penetrating flooring incredible songs ever written i love you've picked it um what's your personal connection to this one dude or again is it the vibe yeah well i i think i i've done you know i've given you these three vibey songs and, and a lot of nostalgia but like this song is just the depths of sadness for me like at so at some point if the world's ending you but all my other songs are like well what's going to take me out of that moment but like this one is guaranteed to bury you in that moment you know what i mean it's like it, it, you have to acknowledge exactly what you're experiencing and no song is going to get you quicker uh get you there quicker than than the song in my opinion it's so huge isn't it so yeah. so huge yeah, absolutely is. i watched yeah. reservoir dogs the other night as well yeah. obviously you go from without you to a song like coconut which right. he which he did and you're like how is this the same guy right <laughs> oh, he's, he's insane I, I heard all these stories about him when he was because John Lennon was his producer for a while. That um, on one of the, one of his records, uh, I want to say Nils Wilson. I'm not sure. I don't don't quote me on it, but I think it's that one um, where John Lennon was producing it and insisted that Harry Nilsson ruin absolutely ruin his voice before he would even start recording him. So like. <laughs> There's there's stories about like how he's like coughing up blood while he's recording some of these songs, and it was just like John Lennon just knew that like you needed to be exasperated to sing the lyrics that they had worked on in order to fully convey the feeling of the song, and that is just it's brutal. I mean, I've 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 had producers I thought were tough on us, but like the idea that like you have to smoke and drink and scream until you have no voice and then you start recording is just that's almost that's torturous. But you know, look what it got us.
I don't know whether this is a fact, but why let you know the truth ruin a good story? I heard somewhere John Lennon's, I think, first solo album, the Plastic Ono album that he did. There's a song on there called Mother, when he's basically screaming about his mum walking out on him, and he was doing primal scream therapy at the time. And I'm led to believe that is the first song in like recorded music history where it's like a pop star screaming and shouting on record so you could say that john lennon was the inventor of kind of the death metal growl if you that wanted to stretch insane. it that far that is insane you say that because i have always held the belief that paul mccartney invented it that paul mccartney was the first one to actually like be sort of screaming on a pop song like that's so this makes total sense this is all coming full circle helter skelter you're talking about right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean even just some of his background stuff and like 
oh, fuck, I'm, I'm blanking now, but, like, I'm trying to think of a specific song, but, like, you can hear him in the singing backups, but he's screaming it, you know yeah, what even I mean? Early like, Beatles stuff where he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll like, tell you something. There you go, right so, there. We've solved the case of the history of heavy metal then. Before Black Sabbath, there was the Beatles. Yeah. Yes, there was. Well, I think Paul McCartney and John Lennon invented Screamo, for sure. Um, so how about your community, mate, like your area? Um, how is the, you know, the kind of pandemic affected the immediate neighborhood vibes? Like, uh, tell us about kind of, you know, your neighborhood, your area and the situation and the, the tone over there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's sad. I mean, my, you know, the morning routine was always taking my kid to daycare, taking my back to work, and then going back and seeing neighbors and things like that. And now we're, we're so excited. So we don't get to see the parents of the kids anymore. The, the, the daycare actually officially just shut down today. Um, so they're going to have like a little video chat for the kids. But it's it's sad, man. It just feels like it really just feels like everyone's dead. And it's fucking it's crazy to me. I just I've never dealt with anything like this before. And I I don't know if I'm in denial or if I'm just okay with spending time at home. But I think I'm I, I think I'm uh, like a little more mentally prepared for this than other people because I know what it's like to be gone for so long. And I I do appreciate being home. So that I think that's going to get me through a little get me like a little bit longer into the, the course of this. Um, but I, you know, I, I have to like text my neighbor and, and see if she's okay. And it's like, we used to just go out in the yard and she'd be there and talk. So it's, it's just really sad. Um, but everyone's, you know, trying to hold it together. Like I said, we're doing the video chats with the kids from the daycare. So things like that are really helpful. Does it feel like a ghost town where you are? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely does. Absolute, absolute ghost town. It's, and I'm like, I'm in the first suburb out of the city. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't. There's not a lot of like street shopping and bar hopping around me, anyways. But what little there was, I learned to appreciate. And now it's just it's gone. Everything's closed. Obviously, we know nothing. But you know, if you had to stipulate, how long can you see this being our reality? <sighs> Man, I, you know, just considering on how considering how, just how absolutely useless our government is. I mean, I think that by the time that they even get the tests around to figure out who needs to be treated, I mean, this is definitely going to, as far as I would believe, would go through the summer. I mean, that, and that's just, for our country, preliminary. That's just, I, I don't think New York State, New York State has 26,000 cases of it, and we don't have, we barely have any tests. California has like 3,000 cases, and they have a lot of tests. So it's like, it's just so unevenly distributed that by the time I think, as a New Yorker, by the time we even get the tests to find out who has it, it's going to be the end of summer. But like, you know, it's, I saw someone point out on Twitter the other day, like Donald Trump is, is our president is tr- treating the states like they're um, like they're on the, the reality show, The Apprentice. Like, who does he what state does he like more? Because that's yeah. who's going to get the more tests, you know, and it, he doesn't like. He doesn't like uh, Cuomo, uh, our guy. So, like, I, I feel like it's just this petty madness has caused it's people are fucking dying. Like, it's just insane to me. So, I, and all I could do is laugh. I don't know what else. I really don't know what else to do. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy and heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, yeah. summer festival season has got to be a write-off, hasn't it? Did you have any plans? Um, we had a few shows in Australia planned for the summer. Um, so it's going to be contingent on travel in and out of New York state, really. Um, uh, but you know, I, I think that we, are, that New York state is, has the greatest disparity between 
recorded cases of, of COVID symptoms and lack of tests. So this place could, this state particularly could be shut down for a very long time. And what's the album release plan? Or is that up in the air at the moment now as well? That's, that's kind of up in the air still too. We were not, we were planning on honestly not releasing until the fall anyway. Right. So, and, and until then we were just going to take time off and, and do the Australia thing and just play off shows here and there if we could. Um, so it hasn't yet really affected us directly as far as the schedule moving forward for the, for the album or for the band, but I'm fully expecting it to, you know? Um, it just hasn't yet officially. And uh, do you have any tour dates currently locked in or confirmed, or have you not announced no. yet? No, we um, actually, uh, I do believe that the Parkway Drive tour with Hatebreed in Australia was announced already. Right. Um, so I, but you know, that's that's their winter. So in Australia, so who knows where they're going to be yet? It's just all kind of, it's just kind of fucked up. I think most people are, at least in bands, are trying to. Just let everyone kind of forget that there were dates booked and planned, you know, because it's so much of a disappointment to keep being like, we got to cancel this now. We got to cancel this now. We got to cancel this. Just, it's almost like just go just go quiet and let people not uh, experience this unnecessary like, oh, here's another thing you can't look forward to. Here's another thing you can't look forward to. You know what I mean? So it's just like hoping that if any dates were announced or getting canceled, that it just kind of slowly and quietly falls off the radar. Well, at least you're, you know, you're sitting tight on, you know, what might be the best record you've made yet. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot to look forward to. And in the meantime, Definitely. I guess it's just going to be a lot of cameoing, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of dad work, and uh, yes. maybe that children's oh, book needs to start. I completely agree. I completely agree. <laughs> Dude, really nice catching up with you, man. Of course, man. Of course. This is uh, this is an honor. Uh, and the Radiohead song I picked for fifth is just one of my favorite songs. So figured I'd give you guys a shout out over there in the UK. So. Go out with no surprises. Nice one, yeah. dude. Well, listen, uh, keep me in mind about that Christmas gig. Please do. I will absolutely do that. I'm and I'll keep you posted with the, uh, the book developments and keep you in the loop and oh. let you know how that pans out. Please do. Nice one, Keith. All right, bud. All right mate. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right, man. See ya.
you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.